Wednesdays. Brew and Trivial Talk. With Matt and McGinty. Hey, this is episode two of season two. Episode two. That's right. If you keep up with those things. Eh, you know. But uh, hey, we are so glad you're here today. We're going to be talking about change. Changes. Not, not, you know, change isn't always a fun thing to talk about. You love but... change. Just be honest. <laughs> no, no, you don't. So we're going to be talking about change today, but we're also going to do something, uh, something awesome and something lame. We're going to be talking about Disney remakes. The live action remakes. So they the took live the cartoon. action remakes. Yeah. Right. Because like they, they're doing that with like all their movies. Right? Yeah. So uh, we're also going to, speaking of change, Daniel, we're going to talk about how much you've changed and how much I've changed uh, from about 20 years ago. We're getting a, bl- a text, a blast from the past. Yeah. So we, uh, and we can talk about that when we get closer to no it. No doubt. But, um, we're we're going to end with. Uh, an article uh, about eight things that have changed since COVID, but are still still changes that are implemented. Um, even yeah. So and remind me when we talk about it. There's something on that list that is not going to change. Right. That I think they left out that I need. I think we need to address. Okay. So. Well, we'll address it. Well, man, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, man, our your preschool we ones to started back up again. Yep. And let me just say, I know I mentioned this to you earlier, but they haven't heard this. I feel like whenever we try to get out the door, the kids will find a way to make that challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Like this morning, we're trying to get ready in the bathroom, and my daughter comes in and says, "Um, Fisher peed in his pants. Like, oh, (laughs) why? Why now? Like, he went into her closet and just went on the floor. Like, dude, just went. Yeah. And at the same time that's happening, like, number one, just number one. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no details, please. And at the same time, simultaneously, my other son is in the kitchen and living room saying, it's a snow day. It's a snow day by throwing paper towels all over oh. the kitchen. And, and yeah, it was it was fun. Kids. Yeah, man, you got to love them. You have to, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get kids, to. I love you. We get to love them. You're the best. So, um, yeah, so speaking of kids, you want to jump into this uh, Disney remake thing? or? Hey, I talked about my life. How's your life, man? My life's good, You yeah. guys went on a little road trip recently, right? Oh, yeah. We went to Oklahoma to see my mom. Uh, it been been a while since we've been there, um, my, my mom and my sister. And so, yeah, it was a good, good uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, those Monday, those Monday holidays are always hard because you're, you're trying to catch like they're nice, but then you spend the whole week trying to catch up for the day that you missed. And right. So, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Yeah. All good. Well, let's do this, man. I've got um, a list of, of Disney movies that have been remakes. But before we get to this segment, I need to ask. We're each going to do ask the question: What is something lame? What is something awesome about one of these Disney movies? So, Matt, what is your favorite? Disney remake, so live action remake, and what do you think is the worst? Yeah, so um, this will be easy because, I, I, to my knowledge, I've only seen two of the live action remakes, and I know you're. Which is why I'm going to quiz him on you're this. You're King Disney over here, King uh, Disney. You, hey, and your I wife, like that. King, King of the Castle, King and Queen <laughs> over there. Um, me, not so much. But uh, <laughs> the two, the two movies that uh, I, I've seen uh, that are live action remakes are Jungle Book and mm-hmm. Lion King. And uh, and you may, as you share one, I'm like, oh yeah, I have seen that one. But um, but I, both were both were good. I, I think I They're probably both good. <laughs> I probably enjoyed uh, Jungle Book more because I felt like it was more creative, and yeah. they 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 did some cool things with it. Um, and Lion King wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just uh, it was great actually, but it just felt. A lot like the movie, which I know you you don't want to tinker with something that's near perfect, but um, 
but yeah, I just kind of felt like you know the song sounded the same, and you know, a lot but of took all the, the whimsicalness out of it, right? And it's like here they're, they're animals. You went way too on the realism scale, yeah. And the, I've I've seen Lion King like the cartoon so many times that you know you're you, these voices like those are the voices, right. and then you get these remakes and you get these new voices, and you're like. Eh. Seth Rogen for a Pumbaa? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Come on, guys. Right. right. Scraping the so, bottom of the barrel there. Right, right. Jeez. But anyway, um, so that's mine. What about yours? All right. So I gotta I'll talk about the something lame first. Okay. I think Dumbo was the worst. Easily. Haven't seen it. Easily the worst live action remake. They took the most depressing Disney movie <laughs> and somehow I mean you hired Tim Burton. Okay, he's a king of depressing movies. Yeah. Like the goth king of movies. And he made it like even more depressing and oh, somehow made man. it about like animal freedom or something. It was just <laughs> it was just awful. It was just such a pain to watch. And it was visually very creative and kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Danny DeVito was kind of cool, but it was just such a slog. We fell through asleep in it. So, so I don't need to waste from... my time. Don't. Okay. Don't do it. Gotcha. We didn't even – that one was bad, but we didn't even finish Lady and the Tramp. That oh, one was so bad. You know what? I have seen that one. Yeah, it it was is all right. I mean, it was so boring. Maybe maybe I would say that one was probably see Lady and Tramp isn't even like the original isn't even that great. I don't think it's oh, kind of boring. Man. It's I okay. It. I love it. It's okay. That's just me. Yeah, it's 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 I, bottom tier Disney. For I me. grew up watching it. No, I did too, and yeah. I don't have any strong feelings about it. Well, I do. All right, but so okay. but I think there's something awesome. Now this surprised me. I went into kind of low expectations on this, but I think the something awesome remake was Cruella. Okay, that was a recent one. It was actually Brooke and I both really, really enjoyed it. Is that really a remake? Kind of. It's like a more of an origin story on on Cruella and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But it was actually really fun to watch. Like it didn't get too dark. It didn't get too like wicked or whatever. But it was a great sort of fun plot twist and I call it revenge story, which isn't really fair to say. But uh, but it was really kind of an interesting character study, and it was really kind of it was fun to watch. And uh, I thought they did a good job with it. Not a remake, Daniel. It's not a remake. It's technically no. a because re- it's a live action of a a of a or, Disney cartoon character. Or you could like watch the actual 101 Dalmatians live action movie. The, but, you know. the one and the two. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, they kind of started the whole live action remake yeah. deal. If you look at the list here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this list. I've got a list of all the Disney live action remakes, and Matt is going to try and guess whether this is a something awesome or something lame. In other words, is it certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or is it a stinker, okay? And so for so, it to be certified fresh, it needs to be okay. 70% and higher. Okay, so I just, I would say fresh or rotten or lame. Just or say awesome. lame or awesome. Lame or awesome, okay. That's our terms. Gotcha. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna get off the list. And you know, this, there were some older ones that were made, like the original Jungle Book from 1994. That mm-hmm. one was awesome, by the way. I really loved that one. And then 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. That was fun. But we're going to start with the more recent ones. All right, so the first one on this list, we're going in chronological order in terms of production, okay? Okay. Alice in Wonderland. Awesome or lame? What do you think? Um, That's another Tim Burton movie, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that was probably lame. 51%, my friend. You are correct. Okay, Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) All right, next one we got... Maleficent. Now, this is kind of an origin story again, too. You know, sort of let's tell the story, but from the villain's perspective. Yeah, uh, not, not interested. But Maleficent. Um, uh, uh, awesome. Awesome. Nope. Fifty-four percent. Sorry. Okay. Even Angelina Jolie couldn't save that one. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Maleficent is the origin story for Maleficent, the the bad person from Sleeping Beauty. So, 
All right, and then we have Cinderella, directed by, uh, gosh, what's his name? He used to do all these Shakespeare films. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> how about how about uh, awesome? Awesome, something awesome. You're right, eighty three percent. Yeah, I and remember that, there was a good buzz about, and that, that. was a good one. That yeah. was an excellent one. All right, and then Jungle Book, the one. Uh, yeah, the one I loved. Uh, directed by, what's his name? Which yeah, uh, He's doing the Mandalorian, John Favreau. Favreau yeah. yeah. So I would say uh, awesome to that one too. And you are correct. Well done, ninety four percent. That was that one was excellent. I thought uh, Bill Murray was great as yeah, Blue. He was. It was fantastic. All right, and then we got Beauty and the Beast. Oh, um, this is a tough one. Yeah, I thought I remember a lot of people. Um, hmm. uh, mixed reviews. I'm he's struggling. I'm gonna say lame. You gonna say something lame? You are incorrect. It oh. is right there on the cusp of seventy-one percent. Yeah, certified fresh. It is something awesome, and I will say, I really like the song addition they made to that movie. Okay, uh, it was really, really. They added a song to it. And it was really, really good. But my beef with that movie is. Um, Bell. I think they horribly cast Bell for that. That's just my opinion. But you liked the movie? The movie, I think, was okay. It was good. Okay. Uh, I think most of the cast issues were casting. Hmm. You know, I think Gaston was not cast well. He needed to be have more don't, physical presence. Don't care. Not going to see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. And then uh, next we got Christopher Robin. Oh, I. It, no, Did you watch it? it? That's not a remake. It is technically a remake because they took the the cartoon characters and made them live action. I have seen that one and I loved it. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. So what do you think? Something awesome, something lame? Uh, awesome. Awesome. You're correct. 72%. Good. It was a little dull in places, but I thought it was really creative. Yeah. All right. Dumbo. What do you think? Lame. Yeah. 46%. <laughs> it, was, it was so rough. All right. Aladdin. Uh, this is tricky. Yeah. I... They made a stink load of money. Yeah. I'm going to say lame. I'm going to say lame. You are correct. 57%. You just can't beat it's, Robin Williams. You can't beat Robin Williams. You know, Will Smith has got, you know, the the machismo, the charisma, definitely to make it happen. And they went a different direction with it, but just not the same. <laughs> well, and part of the problem I have, they had this whole, like, weird tangent romance story between Jeannie and the, the hand, I don't know what her name, her servant girl or whatever, or her... Um, but yeah, it had a lot of weird tangents to it. I thought it was strange. Be sure to right. give a commentary on everyone. You okay. Bet. The Lion King. What do you think? Um, awesome. Awesome? Nope. 51%. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was like, why did this movie need to be made? Yeah. You know? It, it just was well, not. Well, because Disney wanted to make some money. And they did. They made some Muna. All right. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. That was the sequel to Maleficent. What do you think? Uh, still don't care. Um, <laughs> come on, Matt. We're lame. 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 Yep, thirty nine percent. Okay. Lady in the Tramp. What do you think? Uh, probably most people said lame. Sixty five percent. Actually, pretty close. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's probably because it. Yeah, I won't make any comments. All right, and then uh, Mulan. What do you think? Uh, lame. You are wrong, my friend. Seventy three percent. Now, I totally disagree with this assessment. This movie was awful. It was painful to watch. They took all the good things about Mulan and they wrecked them. And it was supposed to be this big feminist, like, yay, go, Shiro's. And they took all the things that made her Shiro in the original cartoon and removed them. Now she's <laughs> awesome, not because she's awesome because she does magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she has magic powers, chi, whereas in the original, she was awesome because she was smarter than everybody else and strategic and worked her stinking tail off to compete with the other dudes. 
I like what, what were you even doing there? I haven't seen either of them. Yeah, it's, I haven't even seen the original. Yeah, so. the original is excellent. Some of the best music. Really, really is good. All right, and the last one, Cruella. What do you think? Are we talking about her again? Hey, it's the uh, most recent one, dude. Uh, I guess people thought awesome. I don't know. 73%. No, sorry, 74%. So right there. Uh, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Not going to sway me. It's still ain't going to see it. <laughs> it's actually it was fun to watch. So, all right. Well, that's those are movies that have been changed. You know, we're talking about change and uh, whether or not you watch some of these remakes. You know, good luck to you uh, on some of his recommendations. Now, we have got an interesting segment here where I Matt texted a friend of his from 35 years ago, right? Yeah, man. And he sent me a text. So Matt hasn't seen this of. His description of how he remembers Matt from 35 years ago. We're going to ask the question, has this guy changed? Ah, hope so. Has this guy changed? <laughs> hope so. Well, hey, if it's positive stuff, then maybe, you know, those changes aren't aren't there. So I've got this text. This text is from his friend, um, Henry Chan. Okay. I'm going to read you the text that he sent. It's okay. a long one. So All right. I'm ready. Soak it, you I'm know, ready. sit there soak this up. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is Henry Chan. He asked me before this, blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, we met 35 years ago. Our paths crossed churches, youth group, uh, when I was in middle school. I was a refugee from Laos. My first impression was Matt was uh, that he was friendly and approachable. Our church had a unique makeup of different ethnic groups, Laotians, Vietnamese, Filipinos, Native Americans, and African Americans, as well as Caucasians. Our Laotian boys often called him Buck Cow, which in Laotian <laughs> means white boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt made everyone welcome. He always had that smile on his face. Matt loves people. He had a special way of connecting with them. I'm so thankful that God gave him this gift. He's able to listen and minister to people who might be different and not fit into mainstream demographic. I'm sure God used this gift to propel Matt to love the nations just as Christ loved the world. Wow. Has this guy changed? Man. Uh, I say no. <laughs> no, well, this this describes Matt to a T. Well, I I appreciate that. So, uh, man, Henry was uh, I, I knew him as Hat. That was, that was his original name. Henry is is his name, and he's changed it to now. But and he was one of the first guys that greeted me when I came into this to the student ministry. Uh, I think I was seventh grade, and he was like ninth or tenth grade. And I thought, wow, this guy uh, actually cares. He's he's actually talking to me. He's older. He doesn't have to. Um, but man, he he continued just to to love me, be a mentor to me, to be an example to me. Uh, we went through through school together, and then um, man, we just stayed friends over the years. He was in my wedding, and so uh, I I love you, man, and I appreciate that. And he has and, some nice uh, things to say about man. Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Well, I, I've got some for you. Okay. Um. Nervous. So tell us about tell us about Daniel Vance. Who's Daniel this guy? Vance was one of my best friends in college. And hopefully he feels the same way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he man, one of the smartest people I know, and I used to love just hanging out and uh, just having good discussions about you know Bible stuff and in college, and uh, we'd play ultimate frisbee together. Um, this guy was one of the most athletic people I know too, and dude could like I remember he once caught a frisbee doing a like a cartwheel in what? the end zone. He did, was in the middle of a cartwheel and caught the frisbee in the end zone. In the Ultimate Frisbee game. Yeah. Wow. That's Daniel cool, Vance, people. Daniel Vance. The wonder, the legend, <laughs> the myth. All right. So let's uh let's hear what Daniel had to say about you. So twenty years ago, right? Yeah, twenty years ago. All right. 
Daniel McGinty was a unique character in college. Oh, that makes you nervous, right? Uh, just, uh, unique. Already, that could mean any number already of things. Getting a little... My earliest memories of him revolve around him wearing clogs in the student center. <laughs> <laughs> this Japanese geta. <laughs> laughing frequently and loudly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And playing ping pong in the pointless ice pick style. What's that? <laughs> I would hold my ping pong paddle upside down. Uh, yeah. Why? Just because. Okay. Why not? All right. All right. I would still beat him every time. As I got to Almost. know as I got to know him, I found him to be creative, fun, and godly. He founded our school newspaper. I also remember lots of dancing with himself. <laughs> it, it was Bible college after all. Uh, I'm, and I've been told to ask you about the frogs in your car. Oh, no. Yes. That was uh, – was that the last thing he wrote? He did say many fond memories. Many fond memories, yes. We had <laughs> lots of fun hanging out. All sure. right. Frogs in the car. Okay. Thank you, Vance, for bringing up that traumatic experience. <laughs> no, it was – so we would prank each other all the time, like uh-huh. just endless prank wars. Talking about escalation, man, things always escalated. And I get this phone call at like one thirty in the morning. It's just, you might want to go check your car. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I have this tiny little Honda CRX, yeah. like the, the smallest car ever made, ever, okay? It's like half a car. It's not even like a full car. It's like half a car. Someone sliced off the back of it. And so I go out to my car, and it's dark. I don't see anything. All of a sudden, I see something jump out the door. It's a frog. And I go out and get a flashlight and look, and there's just frogs, toads, just everywhere in my car. I get a bucket, and I I catch like 40 toads out of my car. 40. Like, where do these all come from? And I have a pretty good idea who who it was. So I go to their dorm hall, and I just just leave the bucket in their hallway. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, no, I think I dumped him out in the hallway for them to go catch again. And then I went back to my room and locked the door. And they come back, you know, banging on my door with a bucket full of frogs. Like, let open up the door. Take these frogs back. I'm like, no, I'm not opening up this door. Are you kidding? Jeez. <laughs> so so they, how did it end? So they left the bucket in front of my door. And I just took that bucket and gave it, <laughs> dumped it out in another hall. <laughs> and no one liked. And so. I just left the bucket in their hallway and let them chirp till like the wee hours in the morning. But the worst part was I did not get all the frogs. I found some in my car three days later. It's <laughs> funny, man. One of them was like dead inside the wiring behind my dashboard. And one of them was still alive where the spare tire was in the back because it would leak. My car would leak. And so the rainwater would collect in the spare tire just spot. Drinking water. And so I was just kind of chilling yeah. there in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Oh, that's cool, man. So have you changed? Um, I, I mean, you know, based on the uh, creative and fun, uh, laughing loudly. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't, you haven't changed much. You haven't changed much. <laughs> I'll tell you, your friend had so many, like, awesome things to say about you. Like, none of this, like, quirky stuff. But, hey, we'll take it. Oh, there, there was definitely was, was quirky stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, but Daniel yeah. Vance, thank you for taking the time to write that text and uh, share some of his memories. Good times. Yeah, man. Back at CIU, Columbia International University. It's fun saying, hey, I went to Columbia University. Like, whoa. Columbia. The League, not the Ivy League one. No. Oh, yeah. It's the other tiny one. Bible college. <laughs> All well, right. cool, man. Well, hey, let's jump into this uh, last segment. What we're going to be uh, talking about with this whole theme of change is we're going to be talking about how uh, churches – have changed uh, since since the pandemic. You know, uh, when that happened, churches had to rethink how they do ministry and um, had to get creative. So, but some of these changes are not going to change. Right, they're the changes that have like permanently changed. Yeah, and so um, we're doing eight eight of them. And so, uh, yeah, I thought I'd share some of those with you. And I'm going to jump right into this. And the first one, and where's this article from? 
Oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is Tom Rainer. Okay. And uh, this is, the, the title of it is 12 Things Church That... 12 things churches changed during COVID that they are keeping after COVID. Okay. But we're only doing eight of them. So, um, first of all, digital giving. And, uh, man, I'm going to pitch that to you since that's your wheelhouse. So, go for it, man. This is something that we changed. We had digital giving before I came here, but it was not super effective. And so, we really did a good job integrating that into our our church giving culture. Mm -hmm. So, when COVID came, I mean, we were ready. Yeah. And our digital giving increased, I think, by like 33%. Maybe 50%, I think, um, after COVID and yeah. because it became, became like a primary way for a lot of people to give. Yeah. So uh, what I love about it just personally is I can do reoccurring giving. And yeah. so I will never forget. It's like planning a date. If it's really important, I'm going to schedule it, put it on the calendar, and make sure that it happens. Right. And so the worship happens in the planning is kind of the way I, I look at it. Yeah. Uh, but also just be able to use it for paying for events or if you want to go to a youth thing or buy a book for your, your class. It's super handy. So It's good, man. It's good. Uh, one. Yeah, next one is no passing of the offering plates. Yep. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, that's not true for us, though. Oh, that's true. Hey, that's we true. brought that back. Yeah, that is true. We did that. Some churches may never pass from the offering plate again, you know, but we've really strongly felt like that should be incorporated into the way we do worship. Yeah. And so when we felt safe enough to do the communion and passing that around again, mm-hmm. uh, we figured, hey, well, let's pass around the offering plates too, mm-hmm. you know, because we want to incorporate that into a sense of worship, not just be transactional. Yeah. We want it to be something that it's sort of wellspringing from a place of honoring God as we not just sing songs, we also give of our treasure. Yeah. Well, the next one goes along with that, the offering boxes. Yeah. Remember we had the little trash cans? That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we had like, we had little trash cans we converted into dropping down the offering, which yeah. was confusing for somebody. I was like, okay, what's going to happen to my... Like, do my, we still even do check? that? No, I, we got rid of the boxes. Got rid of the boxes. But a lot of churches are still doing them. So. Yeah. Um, all right. The, f- this, the next one, number four, the final demise of the meet and greet. All um, you introverts, rejoice! <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it, it is kind of awkward for, for visitors, um, you know, especially when uh, everyone else stand up, but visitors, you can sit down, and then, you know, everyone's... What e- do I do? Either they are gathering around you or they're not, which makes it even more awkward. For so. a lot of people, I think especially introverts, the that meet and greet time felt superficial. Yeah. But for extroverts, like, hey, man, this is my jam. Yeah. I want to talk to all my peeps and make the rounds, press the flesh. Yeah, it's like, and it was fun. Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. All right, and you move on. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's very it, superficial. There's an element to it. You can you don't necessarily have to make it superficial. I felt like ours compared to other churches felt pretty genuine for the most part. But whenever you talk about removing this, even pre-COVID, people are like, oh, all the extroverts are like, don't get rid of me, great time. That's my favorite time. That, you know, it's like, dude, just get here a little early and. Go talk to your peeps before it's awkward or for, after. Stay afterwards. Yeah, it's awkward for guests. It just it just is. That's the and that's the main thing. I yeah. mean, it, like yeah. who do you talk to? You don't know anybody, right? You know, right? And it felt like like it would, it would go long. Like right. remember when we had two services and that was like mm-hmm. the the transition. Yeah, we use so, it as the meeting. Yeah, they use uh, the meeting green time as the transition time forever. We could never get anyone to sit down. So yeah. We tried everything. And eventually, we realized the only way people will sit down is we start praying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, man. Uh, this next one: streaming of worship services. Um, man, this is a, a big one, yep. and uh, it's been big for us. And um, yeah, man, go go ahead. Share our, about that. Our sometimes. church does an excellent job, I believe, streaming our services. Our tech team is phenomenal. Yep. We have some like McGeniuses back there. Y'all are awesome. Yeah, you guys make us look really good. And well, we, 
well, there's only so much they, they can work yeah, with yeah, here, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But it's you know we didn't we had invested some in the cameras and technology, but after this we really invested quite a bit into it to have some quality cameras and make sure everything was sounding good. The big investment was making sure there was two soundboards. Mixing mm -hmm. for live streaming is right. very different than mixing for uh, in house. Yeah. And I watched some other churches live streams, and you can tell immediately if they have a second mixing board or not. People will put up with bad visuals, but they will not put up with bad audio. Yeah. Period. If the band sounds horrible, it's painful. Yeah. You know, it really is. Bad visual in every church's live stream, even the tiniest churches that have like only fifty people in the church, their live stream are finding a way to do it. Yeah. Because they've had to. Um, what, so one of the things that impressed me was how how quickly um, our tech team made that happen. Yeah. Like. It, what was it like the first maybe the first By the second Sunday second we had Sunday, to do it yeah, they yeah. had a pretty good setup yeah and uh, it was awesome yeah. so yeah that a lot of churches are still doing that we're still doing that even though and the reason why we're going to still do it is even though its viewership has gone down because more people are meeting in person right. it enables us to it. reach yeah. a lot of people for sure the algorithms for Facebook and YouTube are are really geared to prioritize live streams yeah so it's really a great tool yeah now this next one, uh, digital Bible studies and discipleship. Um, you know, we uh, we did the whole Zoom thing, and then um, there's some some of our groups are still doing uh, the hybrid, uh, where yep. some people are still zooming in. But I know Shellen's uh, discipleship class. I, th I think she had a Zoom version and a non-Zoom version. Yeah, and you know, it's a good way to accommodate for people who still don't feel comfortable to go out. And I understand it to some sure. degree. So sure. well, one of the things that we uh, still use a lot, um, our church subscribes to Right Now Media. And so yeah. if you're hearing this and you've never, ever checked out Right Now Media, you got to check it out. Like there's so many amazing things on there, Bible studies that you can that you can watch and be a part of them. And our, our groups have been using that for yeah. men's Bible study. I use it for my young and old's Bible study. Yeah, I'm, I do too. I use it's, it all the time for our students. So. And use it for your family. So we will do – the great thing about Right Now Media is that you can toggle audio only or video. So yeah. if you do the audio only, you can stream the audio version of it, save your data on road trips and stuff, and it's it really works great. I think you can even download episodes uh, ahead of time. I, I have to double check this. that. Uh, but the audio only version is great. Like we'll stream, you know, I think I mentioned this in the video announcements. We'll stream uh, Superbook and Bible Man for the kids when they're waiting yeah. in the store parking lot for something. So it's great. Yeah. You need to check it out. What else? All right. Uh, greater involvement in social media. Um, churches realize they, they got to do better about putting a presence out there. And I'm going to, again, <laughs> pitch it back to you since this is this is what you do. And now our what social media. Oh, gosh, it just it almost doubled after I would say at least our videos our subscriptions on YouTube tripled after the pandemic. Wow! So that's a huge win because man, we're reaching so many more people as a result of that. Mm -hmm. There's churches that are larger than us that have like half our the subscriptions that we do that are similar to the you know we we do church and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a big win and just. Man, Facebook is a great way for us to reach people as well. So it's been a definite plus. Um, the challenge is finding a way to convert that reach into really true discipleship or conversion or really ministering to people that feels a little more authentic instead of just yeah. kind of that distance that you get right. with digital. Well, and hey, this this is something that well, that's could, why we're came about exactly. Yeah. That's why we do the podcast is yeah. to reach people through. Facebook. In fact, I think our reach for our podcast on Facebook is equal to, is sometimes stronger than our actual live stream on Facebook. Uh, so really? We have great viewership and awesome listeners out there who like to share this podcast, which is why we do we it. We love you. To share it, you know? And, but we started this during the pandemic, yeah. like right at the 
right when we first started coming back, I think, like a month or two before that, like August of last yeah. year. So let's uh, take we're a like quick a break. Uh, we're one year old. I know. We've been doing the podcast for almost a whole year. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to finish this segment in just a second. Uh, but we got to pause the camera before it explodes. Yay, technology. So we'll be right back in five seconds. All right, we are back. Matt, let's wrap up this uh, this segment about churches and how things are changing through COVID and what's not actually going to change. It, these changes are sticking <laughs> around. So the last one I've got is more intentional hygienic efforts. Uh, when, when churches began to regather, they offered a number of hand sanitizer stations Yeah, took many hygienic measures. Um, this change will likely be a permanent reality for many congregations. You no remember doubt. when we had that, the hand washing station in the uh <laughs> It was the outside. It was in the foyer? Yeah, it was in the foyer for a while. Oh, we did. I yeah. forgot about that. You know what happened to that thing? I haven't seen that in a while. I don't know. But it kept leaking. But yeah. We still have the hand sanitizer stations. Which and... are great because they double as our bulletin sign. So we're not right. one of the things that this doesn't mention is we're not handing out bulletins probably ever again. Yeah. You know, physical bulletins. All our bulletins are digital and people just scan the QR codes we have everywhere with their smartphones, and that right. brings up our digital bulletin in the Uversion Bible app. Yep. It has notes, devotions, the works, announcements. Yeah. Um, but we put those signs for the digital bulletin on all the hand sanitizer stations. So double duty. Very thinking smart. Also, the, you know, our our amazing facilities team yes. comes in and cleans. They and spray. They have spray. those like those those like spray guns that like statically clings the spray stuff to all the surfaces. Those it's, are like those are so fun to they're use. They're brilliant. That's yeah. what they use in like stadiums and buses yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah. So that's it, man. That those are just some things that. I have changed because of COVID. And we only had one left I'm, before we did the break. I tried to tell you we could do this, but <laughs> oh well. Uh, good times. He was, so, in post. he was so worried that everything was going to blow up. but Yeah, you don't want the camera to blow up. No. Well, I will say something that's not on that list is um, communion. You know, mm-hmm. communion is changed. And we all do this prepackaged things. Yeah. I don't know. I think most churches will never go away from this prepackaged things again. The idea of us all touching... You know, maybe the little cups will be there, but yeah. you think, man, someone could cough on that. Right. Or, you know, all the plateful, the little, like, Or you crackers. reach over and you're like, oh, oh, that one doesn't have no juice. Yeah. Uh, I, I want the full juice. You just f- put your hands on. I want the full cup of God's <laughs> Jesus' blood. You, know? you got a bigger cracker. Uh, they're all the same size, man. Yeah, I mean, they're so small. And they're so, like, it's funny. For something so small, it's amazing. It can suck out 95% of your body moisture. <laughs> it's so dry. But, yeah, that's. I don't think that's going to change. The interesting thing is the way that we do communion now, or pre-COVID with the little individual cups and the individual pieces of bread, that changed because of the Spanish flu pandemic in 1912. Mm-hmm. So before that, most churches still used the same cup. Everyone passed on the same cup. Yeah. And it broke off from the same piece of bread. Yeah. So after that pandemic, they moved to individual cups, individual pieces of bread. I think I think you and I have a similar story. Uh, we have another minute or two. Uh, a similar story where you were you're holding like a chalice of juice, <laughs> yes, and oh, no. where people came in and they would dip their bread in it. Um, I think our stories are a little similar. What uh, was yours? Well, I'm, I'm. It was like the front of a wedding, and I'm holding this chalice, and everyone had come and dipped their bread in into the juice, and the last lady just took it out of my hand and. 
just chugged, chugged it. the whole thing back. I oh, like, the full oh, blessing. Okay, all right. So it was, I, it was so funny, but so awkward. It's like, uh, did yeah. you want to save some of that for the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, sharing. She thought, hey, I'm the last in line. I might as well just drink, drink everybody's. So mine was maybe not quite as awkward. It was this big sort of ecumenical deal where all these churches were trying to lead a worship service together at the, this Founders Festival in Dripping Springs. And so all of us pastors up there trying to help lead communion. And so we had, some of us were holding things of bread and some of us were holding cups of grape juice, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea was you get your bread and you 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 dip it and then you eat it, you know? And um, it seems so like weird now <laughs> after the pandemic, but it's just grape juice. And yeah. so... I, this guy comes up to me, and I'm not prepared. He just grabs the cup and just straight up drinks out of it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then I see my other church members who are, like, lining up behind him. I'm like, don't, 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 don't yeah. use mine. Go to the other, go to the other guy. I'm so thankful for the juice. way we do it, right? Uh, yeah. The little packets, it's not fun. It seems a little whatever. Loses some of the symbolism. Yeah. But eh, it'll be all right. It's okay. Yeah. We'll deal with it. Yeah. Well, another big, when you think about how COVID has changed a lot of things, I mean, 20 years ago, a big event happened that changed our world and our country in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11. I remember mm-hmm. um, I was uh, I was on my way to work and I'd shown up at work and my friend had his TV on and he said, you know what's happening, right? And I said, what? And, and he showed me and I, that first image of... Uh, or actually, what I saw was the second plane uh, mm-hmm. that flew into the towers. And so, I just, you, did you watch that happen live? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, just unbelievable. But yeah, man, what about you? What do you remember? You know, nine eleven was for those who were alive and can remember was like the JFK assassination for their generation. For sure, like you remember exactly what you're doing and where you were when you found out. You know, and I remember I was asleep. Hmm. It was a chapel. It was supposed to be chapel that morning, I think. We're at a later class, and my RA busted my room and said, "Wake up, dude! Got to get out of bed now." Terrorists have bombed the have bombed the Pentagon and the the World Trade World, World Trade, Trade Center. Centers. Yeah. I'm like, "What?" And I just remember saying, "Oh, it's too early for the world to end." <laughs> and I was thinking, I, I wasn't so sure if this is like a real thing or not. Yeah, you know, I'm still like half asleep, and I get up, and everyone's just freaking out. Right, I go to the student center where everyone's just glued to the TV, watching the footage. And of course, I think it all had happened at that point by ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was on the Eastern Seaboard at the time, so there was no time delay. Just I was just watching, going, "Is this real? Yeah, this is unbelievable." Right. Um, just being just flabbergasted at it. Yeah. But man, I, it was. I still remember just, uh, of course, all the events of that day, but then just, you know, kind of the, the spirit of the the nation after that. You know, yeah. I mean, there there was definitely a sense of. Um, something Church not, was really full that Sunday. Yeah, man. for sure, for sure. I I I just remember for the first time feeling like, like you said, the world's going to end. You like, there's this threat, but to see our country come together. Um, for a week or two, yeah. uh, you know, but just just to yeah. see that 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 spirit, and um, you know, it it stinks that it takes something like that to to break us, uh, but but God allows that to you know to humble us and to realize that we definitely need Him, and mm-hmm. we're not in control of what happens in this world. So it's true, and we have the Homeland Security thank for this afterwards, and mm-hmm. being formed, and TSA, and. Do you remember like how fun it was for people to meet you at the gate at the airport? Oh yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I I I hate that 
we still don't get to do that. And that's a know? big deal for us as kids too, being missionaries. We would, right. you know, come home to the States and after being away in Japan for four years and there'd be like all these our church friends of banners waiting for us yeah. at the gate coming off the airplane. It was not anymore. This big party. It was so cool. It's like you gotta you gotta walk through the airport, go down the baggage claim and they you know, they may be there, they may not, but uh <laughs> Yeah. So but well, thank you all so much for joining us today. And uh, as we – this podcast episode, it's a couple of days before 9-11, 20th anniversary. Yeah, remembering those who have sacrificed for our country I think mm-hmm. is huge. As we pray for those still trapped in Afghanistan, I think is important. Um, Absolutely. Being in prayer for those people over there. A lot of people still trying to do good and rescuing people uh, amid some very difficult circumstances. Yeah. Um, I think it's my turn to, uh, to pray. It's your time. turn to pray? Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and and pray and close this out. Dear Heavenly Father, you are incredibly good to us, and we do not deserve it. We know as much as things change around us, as we change and the world changes, culture changes, how we think about things change, you don't change. You are a fixed point. You are our North Star and our anchor amidst a storm and sea of change. Help us to be flexible and comfortable with changing what needs to be changed as we need to mature and grow in our faith, as we need to think about doing church differently if we have to, to reach more people for you. You've called us to reach as many people as possible, to rescue as many people as possible. I pray you equip us to do that, mm-hmm. that we trust in you to do that, and trust in your principles that never change. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. All Amen. right. Hey, we're so thankful for you guys, and thank you for taking time to listen or to watch. And uh, yeah, so... You want to tell them how to? I will tell you. I will tell you all the ways. All the ways you can watch us on YouTube. In fact, if you watch us on YouTube, man, hit that subscribe button. Click that little notification bell. And if you want to go to the next level, leave a comment. The more you guys talk about this and leave comments. In fact, share some of your memories about if you remember 9-11. Share those in the comment line. We'd love to hear where you were and what was happening with you. Uh, Maybe... You know, something fun you remember about from college that maybe has changed now. Who knows? Or even your favorite Disney remake. Your favorite Disney remake. But leave it in the comments section. Just don't say Cruella. Just don't. Not a remake. Hey, it was okay. Okay. It's a prequel (laughs) remake-ish thing. Well, we'll get back on that. But you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you listen, please hit that subscribe deal or um, whatever you do on podcast Apple stuff to make sure you always get the latest episode. Do it. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's huge. If you were being a super fan, super fan category, leave a review. So, anyway, that's it. Hey, let's wrap this thing up. We'll see you guys maybe next week or two weeks. We'll see. See ya. Bye.